Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 720, I have some audio for you that's maybe going to convince you further. I'm starting to think that he's going to give up play calling tone, Kevin Stefanski. I'm really like, like, boy, I I think he might do it. Like, I, I thought it was me at first. Like, this is where conspiracy starts to take off in my head where I'm going, boy, this might be a bit of a harebrained idea, but just hear me out. And then as the week goes on, I'm going, oh, maybe it's starting to turn out that way. And then you're interviewing Ken Dorsey. Well, is Ken Dorsey going to not call play? I know he got removed from the Buffalo Bills, but I don't know if you could make an argument that he was doing a terrible job. Maybe he wasn't running the ball enough, I guess you could say. But their offensive numbers were still high. We care about analytics here, don't we? So their offensive numbers were still high. Everything was there, but he he gets let go. And, I, and at that point, a lot of people, you remember that Ty Dunn article that came out, uh, another scapegoat for Sean McDermott. I mean, they turned him out to be absolutely evil to a lot of folks out there. And then they're interviewing Ken Dorsey. And I'm thinking, boy, I think he might just give up play calling. And at 720, Deshaun Watson was talking to Cam Newton. And I think people are going to be even more convinced that, hey, this might be the time where he steps away from calling plays, Kevin Stefanski, and lets somebody else do it. And he just ends up being the head coach, which maybe someone's going to ask uh, Andrew Barry that today because he speaks at 11 o'clock this morning. So you keep it here all throughout the morning, 92.3thefan, 92.3thefan.com, and take us with you to work on the absolutely positively free Odyssey app. Do you think that this could be the time where he gives up play calling? Would you be comfortable? Boy, I just, I just assumed Ken Dorsey. I, I assumed he had the death grip over that, and that based on every time he's ever talked, as much as he says, "Oh, it doesn't really matter," then the next thing you know, he's like, "Well, I feel very comfortable calling the place." So it seemed like that was something that was almost non-negotiable, and I didn't think at any point like they were going to make him, make him, you know, give away those play calling duties. I didn't think that was well. A I, part of this. I don't know if they. I don't know if they're going to make him or not. I wonder if it's a conversation to have because a lot of us, you know, we we think about, and I'm guilty of this as well, guys. Totally guilty. You know, they talk about process all the time. This is part of the process of everything, where they have a great 11 and six season, didn't end the way they wanted to in the postseason. Obviously, I think it was a surprise to a lot of us, but they have a great 11 and six season. We think, all right. Now we'll have Watson back. We can talk about the quarterback here and there. And then they fire three assistant coaches. Well, this might be part of the process where not everything is just, we think just because they're winning now, we can, everything's hunky-dory and off we go and we got to make some roster decisions here and there. But, you know, everything's fine. They might be thinking differently and go, wait a minute, the process is not what we wanted it to be. And maybe the process is not what we wanted it to be on offense here with all this. Like, I, I, I thought about it. With you on Wednesday and Thursday last week, and then throughout the weekend, it just seems to be that there are a lot of things that I bet that he wasn't feeling, he being Watson, I should say, 
Deshaun Watson not feeling comfortable with the with the coaching staff, and they know that maybe at the end of this, if if I were to look big thirty thousand foot perspective here, do you feel almost you got away with something? Like with with Joe Flacco, thirty eight years old. He's, he he was thirty nine last week, just turned thirty nine. You get this guy who great story. It was a wonderful story. He was on a heater. There's definitely talent in there, but you started four or five technically quarterbacks. You won with four of them. Like, do you feel you kind of got away with something there? You can't just rest on your laurels. You have to be better because just making the playoffs next year, well, it's everything to most fan bases because only 14 do it, and there's a few that expect it every single year. It It's not going to be enough next year. Just making the playoffs, if they lose in the wild card round next year, it's it everything's up for grabs. Listen, you know— You I, see the Bills right now? They're calling for Sean McDermott's job this yeah. morning. Everything is up for grabs. I am all about inviting new perspective— you know, freshening things up. You know, I, I think at times we've been so so used to the changeover within the organization and coaches that I think fans, they just wanted status quo. Yeah. But we've had status quo now. Um, that status quo looked to work. Like up until the playoff game, the offense was, I think, exactly what Stefanski has wanted the offense to be, you know, since he took over. He wanted that under center play action. But obviously, for whatever reason, it seems like that's not Watson's offense. I don't know why he can't be under center. I don't know why he can't turn his back to defenses. I don't know why play action can't work with somebody as dynamic as Deshaun Watson. But I think it's it's kind of obvious that that Stefanski offense doesn't really work with Deshaun. It just hasn't. We, we, haven't, we haven't gotten the most out of Deshaun, not even close. In starting to draw tea leaves, you know, you hear Nathan, you talk about the offense there and how it was... It, how it it goes right and fits into a classical quarterback like Joe Flacco and some of the other ones. Like, I think Kevin Stefanski did do a fine job last, last this last year. But they're one of their things that they talk about all the time is challenging the status quo, not falling behind, continuing to find progress. And I don't believe in change just for change's sake. I don't want to go ahead and fix something that's not broken. But I think that they have to constantly examine things. And as much as everybody, all the fans love Stump Mitchell... Maybe it just wasn't what they were looking for out of that position at that time. It, for as much as everybody liked all the other guys, maybe it just wasn't as much. I, I I found myself perplexed too. They move on from the tight ends coach, T.C. McCartney, when you have a tight end that had his very best year and really put himself up in the pantheon of the top five tight ends in the NFL. Finally, when we've been waiting for this, it's cracked. But maybe they thought, you know what? He should have done it last year, not just this year. And we were worried about this, and we did not get exactly what we wanted to. And it's not just because of Njoku. It's because of Harrison Bryan. It's because of Jordan Aikens or because of uh, who the hell was the guy they had for a year and he ended up sucking up the room and he was more worried about people on Twitter than he was here. You already forgot him. The tight end we got from the Falcons. Oh, wow. Hooper. Um, yeah, Hooper. Austin, yeah, Austin Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I I, I already yeah. forgot his name. I had a brain fart. Yeah, but what's, what's interesting is with Flacco, all of a sudden, Najoku looks like the best tight end in football, and, and Amari Cooper looks like a bona fide number one receiver. And what I'm wondering is that they may know that they're not going to have Flacco, or it's probably very unlikely they're not going to have Flacco. And he said great things about the about the city and everything, but it's it seems unlikely that they're going to have Flacco, and so they need to know that they're going to get something going with Watson because they may go and hey, if we're just going to sit here and do all this again, it is not going to work like this because they're going to have tape too, and we just can't sit there and blame injury all the time or we're all going to be out of jobs. So we have to continuously examine this. And I think part of the continuous examination has to be 
the head coach calling plays. So, I, uh, to me, I think the big the big question. I mean, we're going to talk about offensive coordinators. They're going to have guys in the building. You know, maybe by the end of this week, we're going to figure out you know what that means. And yes, Kevin Stefanski is going to be pressed on play calling. I think more important than any of that. And I know people got tired of talking about this with Russell Wilson in Seattle and then in Denver. The are you going to let Russ cook? Is it going to be, are you going to let Deshaun Watson cook? Are you going to let Deshaun Watson do Deshaun Watson things, structure the offense around his, what he does, what his talent is? Is his talent even where it was in Houston? That's going to be another question, especially coming off the surgery. Mm -hmm. Or do you want Stefanski's offense to kick in? Do you want it to be the play action under center? This is going to be a big question for this organization. And I'm surprised I haven't heard more people talking about what this needs to look like to truly get the most out of what Deshaun Watson is, not in 2018, 2019, what Deshaun Watson is in 2024. 216-474-0092. Ken Dorsey being interviewed. Also, Jared Johnson being interviewed. I think I, I, I have to admit I haven't heard very much of him. Landry started texting me yesterday. He loves the guy. Absolutely. The quarterback coach for the Houston Texans absolutely loves the guy. Him and John Lopez, they're big fans. So if he gets the job, we're definitely going to be reaching out to Landry or John coming up about this. 216-474-0092. Malone and Lakewood, you're first up in the fan. Yellow. Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, just wanted to kind of touch on the Stefanski uh, um, play calling and five quarterbacks thing. So I have to think that uh, with five quarterbacks, the scheme was winning. Um, Joe Flacco, not uh, the the clock's not turning back on him. He is what he is. The scheme was winning. You run, you know, the same look, run 40 out of 50 plays that are a run play. You throw that, that great play action to a wide-open tight end leaking out. And that's scheme. That's consistency of running out of that look. Um, so I think the whole let whoever cook is super fun to say, but it doesn't really uh, apply the same way. Russell Wilson, they just kept running the ball. They want Russell Wilson to cook and to let him throw the ball. Uh, Deshaun, if cooking is – what Deshaun can do to Cook is move out of the pocket and up the field. I don't know where his arm is anymore, and his, his athleticism isn't there, but he can at least turn negative plays into positive. And I, I think, think, I think he's him. still a really I, good I athlete. I still think he's athletic, Malone. I mean, he doesn't have the breakaway speed from defensive ends like he used to these days, and, and he hasn't really shown it. I mean, he can't stay healthy enough to take a good anyway. I mean, I disagree, but continue. Um, I also am super glad that the Bills are gone. I'd rather see 90 minutes of Taylor Swift than one more bandwagon Bills fan who lives in a cold-weather climate. Oh, that's Big deal. We both have bad economies. Get over it. Wait, 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 wait a second. Malo, all right. Where did that come enough. from? What the hell is that? What the hell was that? I saw some great videos from their well, from their tailgating yesterday. Owen, Owen started laughing at me because I just because I know I'm not going to get anywhere with him, so I'm just going to say, yeah, I disagree, but yeah. we're moving on here. Like I thought he showed plenty of breakaway speed in the second half against ball against Baltimore, and getting away from people. They had that guy should just have a Buffalo yeah. Cleveland Detroit game. <laughs> the winner gets a stipend from the government. <laughs> he says, "Where did that, that come from?" That would be great. You the bailout bowl. You get a bailout. <laughs> is it because Buffalo's Buffalo is getting all the the snow and the cold weather stuff, the stuff our fans have been dreaming of for 30 years? I don't know. I have no idea. 
216474090. I thought you did notice it was precipitously louder in the Detroit game than it was the Buffalo game. I told you why. Get indoors. They got to wear gloves. There's a You're not going to make as much noise wearing gloves. Actually, you know what? But in Detroit, they had no ice to throw at the Hold on, real That's quick. true. Real quick. They did. Mahomes got pelted on his way out. They, were, is, they were tossing stuff at this him. This is me barehanded. <laughs> How loud was that? That was pretty loud. Was that loud? Yeah. Can you give me one more of those? No, I can't because I'm putting my gloves He's on. He's now right. got the gloves all on. Right, gloves are on. Looks like we're in a courtroom. Ready? A Los Angeles courtroom Three. all of a sudden. We already did fat lock. I can't do it again. <laughs> Three, two, one. You are right. You <laughs> are 100% actually, right. It was, wow. just a, it was a totally different sound. These are winter gloves. They are. I got a little getting even to do. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. You hear Ken Dorsey might be the guy. Or yeah. Jared Johnson. Maybe there's some people who do know about Jared Johnson. Would you be more comfortable with either one of them, especially Ken Dorsey? Would you be more comfortable with either one of them calling plays than Kevin Stefanski? 216-474-0092. And coming up, Deshaun Watson has something to say about your little play scripts you like to run. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General on the fan. Lima Like 745, where there is <laughs> there is some pruder film of Caitlin Clark now, and people say she flopped when the fan ran into her during the court storming. <laughs> Boy. And I think we can laugh about it now because she didn't get hurt. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing about yeah, it. Yeah, we we can we could say, I mean, it's an absurd thing. These people only paid that kind of money to go to that game and sold out the game because of her. And then the girl that comes out doesn't even I, know it's her, doesn't know what's happening. She's filming with her phone. I have a theory about that coming up at, at 745. We'll save it for uh we'll save it for Lima Likes. 216-474-0092. Deshaun Watson was on a... Oh, by the way, Andrew Barry going to speak today at 11. That's why you don't go anywhere. You listen to us, 92.3thefan, 92.3thefan.com, the whole deal. Deshaun Watson was on QB Unplugged with Cam Newton via Lockerverse. And I want 02 here because this kind of goes into my theory maybe a little bit on Kevin Stefanski and maybe why he would give up play calling. I know that the Guardians... Or the Guardians. The Browns have... Where did that come from? The Browns have interviewed Ken Dorsey and apparently Jared Johnson for their open offensive coordinator spot, or they will with Jared Johnson, I think. Um, Deshaun Watson telling Cam Newton this. Listen to this very carefully. This audio, again, courtesy of QB Unplugged via Lockerverse. Hit it. A lot of times, I'm not sure if, if, if your OCs did it, but like the first 15 plays, first 20. So you're trying to play within that. All right, this is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You go throughout the different looks. All right, this here, here, here. I never been a fan of that just because I know the other team's going just quick and I got to adjust because they're not going to play me the same way like the other quarterback. They're not going to play me the same way like Brock Purdy. You feel me? They're not going to play me the same way like a tour because I can use my legs. I can run. I do a lot more movement in the pocket, things like that. So, like, for me, I think, like, the first half, like, I'm trying to figure it out and, like, I start off slow. But once that third and fourth quarter come around, now you just calling your best plays. You trying to make work. And you got to make your playmakers got to make plays, especially in that fourth quarter. Make sure you follow 923 The Fan on the Odyssey app and get any breaking news pushed to your smartphone. Again, Andrew Barry going to speak this morning at 11 o'clock. That audio courtesy of QB Lockerverse. When he says that, what do you think I'm thinking? When Deshaun Watson says that, I want you to, you know me. I have no what idea. What do you think I'm thinking? I have no idea because it's, that, that is kind of what, what's happened. He has really struggled out of the gates in these games. And I go, that is perfect. I can see exactly where he's coming from. I really can't because he has not done well in, in the beginning of football games. It's always opened up for him when he's done very well. It's always up, opened up for him a little bit later on. And I go, boy, you, you, you script the first 15 plays 
And the reason you script the first 15 plays is you're trying to get tells on what they've seen you do on film. You know, it's all big. If you can score, great. But it's a big thing of what did you see us do on film and can I get you to show me what, you, what you've seen? Because we're making adjustments to adjustments here. You know, is a, is a linebacker keying in on this move and I do I have to change this with this misdirection on that? Like when I talk about, I told you during the break, the Lamar Jackson the play-action boot where he just escapes around the left side and seems to take off for 10 yards every single time. You know, what are you watching? Are you keying on that, and can I open up the right side? Like these, This is what you do with scripts. But when I hear him say that, I go, boy, this makes a lot of sense because he tends to struggle at the beginning of football games. But if that's the case, that's not an elite quarterback, is it? A, a guy that, no, that can't I that can't. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Don't you have to? Don't you have to be a guy that can be just as dangerous at the start well, of games? Well, don't you have to still? Don't you still have to be a guy or a coach that has to make his quarterback feel as comfortable as possible still at all times? Yeah, I just don't know what that is. Like I, the the Baltimore game second half, I gave Stefanski a ton of credit because uh-huh. they completely overhauled what they were doing. They went to the screen game. Uh, average depth of target was three and a half yards. After after that halftime, because he was so bad in the first half, he couldn't throw down the field, and so I I don't know if that's if that's what it is for Deshaun going forward. Then you do not have an elite quarterback. And, and if I you, if you don't have a guy that can, you're basically punting just in the in the first half, any, and that's that's not that that does not make me feel any better. Anything I say here, don't turn just don't turn this into an indictment on Kevin Stefanski or Deshaun Watson. We're we're going with ideas here, guys. We're going with ideas. When he says that, I don't think he's throwing Stefanski under the bus or anything like that. But I've said it so many times, it has to be in people's ears by now. He's not looked confident at the beginning of games. He doesn't look comfortable at the beginning of games. And then in the second half, things turn on for him. The second quarter, it seems, in certain cases. Not against Baltimore, it was all second half. But in in a lot of cases, second quarter, things start to turn on for him. And I think once you get out of that play script where maybe he's trying to, A, figure out what the off, what the defense is doing, and B, protect Deshaun Watson, which is obviously a key because my first and foremost reaction is to be conservative and protect Watson because I don't think you're ever going to find yourself in a spot where you're going to be able to get these guys off practice squads and get these guys off couches and be able to win with them again. I just don't think it's going to work like that again. You have to be ready and you have to preserve him for as long as you possibly can. But if Deshaun Watson's telling you that it's not going to go this way, you're going to have to find a way to meet in the middle. Because you could just be off schedule. And eventually, if you lose games, the frustration's going to boil over. Everybody won games, and so no way's upset. And this is why you got to work together to get this thing figured out, because it's not always going to be peaches and ice cream here. You're going to play a second-place schedule next year. You're going to be playing some tough football teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, we, we have to figure this out. Yeah. We have to figure out. But as I said earlier, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know if you can just let Deshaun Watson, you know uh, – I, I don't know he's at Create. the level. Right, right. The, the the Deshaun Watson cook thing that I brought up early in the show. You, didn't just, I, you just didn't want to say it again. I didn't want to say it again because yeah. it's so cheesy. But it's what everybody understands. It, it helps people understand that, you know, maybe there's a structure issue that he can't be. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. A very tightly structured quarterback, the way that you know you saw Joe Flacco in those in those five games. I don't know if that if that works with Deshaun. I I just don't know what works because he's been so inconsistent from the moment he is put on that uniform. But you're still even in that in that 15 play script. You're you're doing things that protects Joe Flacco. That I mean, Joe Flacco started his playing career what in 2008, 2000. Think about how different the game was in that era to where it is now. So you're looking at a more classical quarterback, step back, be protected, step through the pocket instead of around the pocket, that type of thing. You know, I brought that up with Michael Penix uh, during the national championship and what I was concerned about with him. And, and now it's you're going to go back to Deshaun Watson. Well, you're going to have to get on the same page again. And I think that that might be part of it. We're going, wait a minute. If, if, the, if Kevin Stefanski can back up from just a different perspective and see it as a head coach, maybe a guy who's called plays for, I don't know, Josh Allen? who flies all over the place and it uses his athleticism sometimes to his detriment and plays with reckless abandon. Does that sound like anybody we know? Now, he might not have the same type of arm that Josh Allen has. Josh Allen has a freaky arm, but he's still an accurate passer. I mean, it sounds a lot like a guy we know. So wouldn't it make sense to, to bring in a guy like Ken Dorsey and go, okay, you've, you've dealt with this type of quarterback before. Now, we expect to have a running game, so something's going to have to change within this because we just can't be the Bills and just throw the ball 60 times a game the way it's perceived anyway. We can't just throw the ball 60 times per game. But this is a guy who has experience with this guy who's who's worked pretty well with him. Let's see what he can do for Deshaun Watson. That's my thinking. Because Kevin Stefanski isn't going anywhere, and I don't think anybody wants Kevin Stefanski to go anywhere, at least within the organization. 216-474-0092. I think that that right there is another indication of why he could give up play calling. I really do. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I the play calling was so damn good when Joe Flacco was. was there. So it's it just was. it's just surprising to now hear that but, that Stefanski would want to go away from what was really dynamic and what made Joe. the Browns' offense look so spectacular. He's not going to have Joe, so he's got to go away from it. You mean you have to adjust? You can't make everybody adjust to your system. You have to adjust to other systems or to other to your players for your system. I mean, you have to do that. Everybody knows that by now. And so he knows he's not going to have Joe Flacco back. And you can say, well, let's just bring back Joe Flacco. Guys, it's not that easy. And who knows? It, it, Joe Flacco, he, he has his own problems that I'm sure he'll be exposed to as time goes on because he is a 39-year-old quarterback if that were to be the case. 
You have Deshaun Watson, for better or for worse, you got to make this thing work no matter what. And maybe the way to make it work is stepping away and being a head coach. I mean, how would you describe? And I thought he did a better job at that this year. I thought I thought Stefanski and the way that the players have talked about him, and obviously we're going to have more with the Andrew Berry's press conference you know, coming up, that I, I think that he has grown as a head coach. He hasn't been just a play caller. I agree. What did you think the play – how would you describe – the play calling in general with Deshaun Watson. I thought he did his best to put people in their best position to succeed. Now, that's a controversial thing because you're going to th- first think of Elijah Moore, all right? But again, you you lost Nick Chubb very early in the season. You had to do something to make your, your running game somewhat dynamic and at least keep people somewhat guessing so you could free up Deshaun Watson. I think with Deshaun Watson, what I am seeing from far away, from my seat, it's still where they're a bit, they're trying to work together, but they're a bit off schedule. It, it, can, it can be no other way but that is where they're still, that six-game period last year where they were trying to get to know each other, I think it's the same way this year, at the beginning of this year, and they know they are going to run out of time with each other before push comes to shove. And it's got to be this year because, again, you now have expectations. It's expected you get to the playoffs. It's expected you win in the playoffs this coming season. Is it not? I think it is. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, we will. So you, we you, all expect that. I mean, I, I don't know what Vegas is going to expect okay, that, but, but, you've we're, gotta, but we're expecting that. But yeah. that's for your fan base, and that's certainly yeah. for your ownership, so I, they don't give a damn what anybody says in the desert. You better make the playoffs. You better win in the playoffs, or people are going to be coming for heads here. Yeah, the, the Browns' problem is that there's like eight teams that have those expectations next year in the AFC. Fair, it's absolutely Maybe even true. More. Absolutely true, but they, you can only control your own, and I'm not going to go back. After I've gone forward, not with this quarterback and certainly not with this contract. So you guys have to work together here because you've done well enough. I'm not going to let go of the head coach. We can make adjustments. We're not going to let go of that guy. And obviously, Deshaun Watson is going nowhere except for the Cleveland Browns. So he's going to play for the Browns next year, and he's going to start from day one of the Browns next year as long as he's healthy enough to do so. And I assume he will be. Well, we better make adjustments here. So I don't know if it's just, hey, we throw out scripts. I don't think that that is necessarily a thing, a, a way to do it. But can we form scripts that's going to still make this guy comfortable? I mean, part of coaching is the people business and knowing people. I think that that's possible. Well, the Ken Dorsey part of it is interesting because all the, and I, I said this at the time, when he was replaced in Buffalo, that the Bills, all the, all the numbers were good. All the offensive numbers were good. What changed the most, obviously, once he went out the door was they found that running game with Cook. It was a totally different Buffalo running game. They weren't just relying on Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. They weren't just relying on him. They were they were a team that once Dorsey was out the door, they were committed to a running game, and they won some games where Josh Allen was like under 175 yards passing. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel if you're a Browns fan, knowing that it seems like the Bills offense took nah. off in a different way and it was more successful? Part of it is... At least they were winning games. Anytime they were winning games. W- when you do see a change, and I know Antonio Pierce just got hired in, with, with the Ve- with the Vegas Raiders, and I wish him success, honestly, because I, I think he's waking up the old autumn win there. But when you do see a change, teams tend to play better and win some games when there's a big change, when there's a big ripple effect in season because teams look different. So it's not necessarily what you've, what you've planned for. If you have a coaching change, that's significant. It's not necessarily what you've planned for. So honestly, Tone, if you're looking at what these other teams are dealing with, with with Josh Allen, now this might not be fair and it might not be true. This is from watching them from afar, paying attention to the Browns, but 
we're talking about, oh, they're running the game, we're running the ball all of a sudden. Were teams playing against the Bills at first, adjusting to that, ready for that? Were they willing to do that? Because I did tell you last week, at the end of the season against Miami, Miami started to run them down in the second half, and Pittsburgh started to play with them in the second half. And they started to get figured out, so the adjustments to the adjustments haven't always been there. And what happens in this game? Kansas City ends up taking the lead in the third quarter, and there's not necessarily a big adjustment that they can make. Now, that's a Buffalo perspective. That, that's on that. But we say, well, they run the ball. They run the ball more. Well, were, were they going after something that they knew teams weren't going to be ready for? With the Browns, what can Ken Dorsey do to develop Deshaun Watson to the point where he needs to be, where this is going to be one of the more successful teams? Because I think you crystallized it overnight. As much as things changed and as many different quarterbacks as there have been this year, okay, you got to go through Lamar Jackson, you got to go through Josh Allen, you got to go through Patrick Mahomes. And that's been the same song and dance for the last five years. No matter who's played quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, you want to get to where you want to go, you're going to have to go through those three guys. Oh, and Joe Burrow, I'm forgetting about him too. 216-474-0092. All right, you want to get in on this. We'll try to get you guys in on this. Daryl Ryder going to join us at 8 o'clock. Coming up next... It seems that Ohio State fans are actually crying foul on Caitlin Clark. And don't go anywhere throughout this entire day. 11 o'clock, Andrew Berry, general manager of your Cleveland Browns. He has his big press conference. Take us with you to work on the absolutely positively free Odyssey app. All right, let's get to it because now we only have three football games left the rest of the year. You really had to take it all in this weekend because, unfortunately, it's coming to an end. And they're already saying that Lima likes that awful touchback rule might be coming to an end. I'm excited about this, Kenny. As somebody who has hated this rule for a very long time and never thought it made any sense, and if you fumble the ball uh, out of the back of the end zone with no recovery, uh, that I thought that rule meant that made absolutely zero sense. Where are you on the rule? I think if you fumble it. Like you just said it, they should get the ball still, but they should get the ball at the 20 or 25. Make them earn it. So why it doesn't... I think, it's, I think it should be like... like um, I think that's better. Like when you go over in cornhole. That's what I think it should be like. What do they normally do anywhere else on the football field when you fumble the ball out you of bounds? just get to keep the ball from the spot of the fumble. Yeah. And why? Because they didn't. the other team didn't get Because the other team it. didn't recover. Yeah. Why is it different down by the goal line? I think they want to make you earn it. Because they don't, they say they don't want people reaching across. Well, to me, that's that's also one of the most exciting plays in football. Are guys yeah. extending and laying out to try to score a touchdown by that the goal whole line? Whole thing with Hollywood Higgins. That whole whole thing. That boy, that was an ugly argument that day. Um, I no, I think they should take it back at the twenty or twenty-five. Lima no likes. Uh, can you explain to me? What was going on with the analytics behind going for two when Tampa Bay was down uh, the only for that first time? Two scores, down 14 points. So I well, try what would have been 14? I try not to be a fuddy-duddy about it. As quickly as I can, I thought of this. Like, everybody goes, well, if you know it, you know it. I go, well, wait a minute. If, you, if it's just 31-24, then can the other team just sit on the ball and take away more time? If it's 31-25, all right, the other team can get the ball and score. Like, Tampa could get the ball and score again and take the lead. So if you know the other team can take the lead, do you call it more aggressively, and then maybe you get the ball back instead of just sitting on the ball? See, I think that's part of the problem with the math here is that if you succeed, if you get it, now I think the other team is actually trying – they now have to use – 
they have to use everything at their disposal because they're thinking that now you could give up the lead completely. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's another reason why you don't do it. Here's Chris Collinsworth uh, on, uh, I was going to say Peacock, on NBC with the explanation. I just want to go back to the two-point play. So this season, 55% on two-point conversions is the conversion rate. And the idea that you're just automatically going to make two kicks in a row, well, that percentage is only 95%. So you're going to deduct. It's not a 50-50 proposition that you kick the extra point. So when you add those two things together, it is very favorable to go for two in that situation. Uh, Pro analytics guy, Chris Collinsworth, I think made it even worse. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you. It made no sense. So well, that's 145%, ain't it? None of that math you take my works out at all. <laughs> is the argument that... And Kurt Anglison. Is the argument that you don't think you can win in overtime? That if you think you have the inferior team, you don't I, think you can win in overtime? Yeah, apparently. Like, you don't play for overtime, you play for the win. But then you can't get the overtime if you can't get the two-point conversion, so... I, that's the only thought I could make of it because I'm trying not to be a fuddy-duddy about things and trying to see the whole field and not get left behind, but I'm thinking, I don't. I'm, I'm sure Warren Sharp and his mustache will explain it to everybody, but. Lima likes. It would appear that uh, Michigan winning the national championship and being Ohio State three straight years has woken up the sleeping giant that is Ohio State. About time. Holy cow. So that right now. Ohio State boosters. Well, reportedly. They have already spent like $15 million and uh, there's more money coming on in where they could be up to $21 million <laughs> to not only retain <laughs> the guys they had, everybody except for Marvin Harrison. And of course, they say goodbye to Kyle McCord, but also to finally get into the transfer portal the way that you might need to to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, they got Caleb Downs. They got the quarterback who was uh, the top quarterback, you know, a year ago with Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Julian Sand. They've got Quinshawn Judkins, the running back from Ole Miss. They've got the offensive lineman from Alabama, Seth McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group. Will Howard, the quarterback, Kansas State. And Will Kazmarek, the tight end from Ohio University. They are the kings of the transfer portal, Ohio State, Kenny. They have put out their hands. They have said, we need money. And the boosters and the fan base uh, has have, have, have done exactly what they've been hoping for. Good for them. Uh, do you think this is good for college football? Uh, probably not in the long run. You have to beg your fans for money. I think it's good for Ohio State. <laughs> if you win the national championship, who are you apologizing for? Now you got to win the national championship. Is it national championship or bust now? Hell, you spe- you're talking upwards of $21 million? Yeah, it's, it's national championship so or bust. So the only way it's a good season next year is national championship yes, for Ohio State. Yes, that's Boy, the only that's way a, it's a good season. That's an interesting predicament for the head coach, Ryan Day, who hasn't exactly handled... All the pressure very well at Ohio State. I You're mean, saying now he has the most as pressure. As long as he's playing coaches who are 83 years old and retired, he'll be fine. Oh, and they also... Lime alive. They added Bill O'Brien. They got made fun of for adding Bill O'Brien. Uh, I have way more on this at some point. I'd like if we to want hear you on that. Your text and, thread. and Douglas Marisa assistance. Yeah. Who's going to join us at 9 o'clock? We're going to talk to Doug about that. I think it's very interesting because I'm not seeing, to me, the real reason... I'm not seeing people talk about the real reason that they added Bill O'Brien. Ooh, I'd like and to hear about it's, this. It's not just about game day... Play calls. You gonna make me wait till nine? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, folks, your Cavs have won seven in a row. They're going for eight or other. 
They're the hottest team in the NBA. Longest win, active winning streak in the NBA. Right? It is. Uh, they've got the best bench over the last 10 games in the NBA. Sam Merrill's the best three-point shooter there he is. Uh, over that span. And now they go for eight in a row tonight against Orlando. Kenny, are you finally taking the Cavs seriously? Because last week didn't I, seem no, like no, you no, were. No, 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 no. You said contenders. Contenders means for an NBA Finals. I said I'd let you know sometime around February 12th. Yep. That's what and I told you. Let you. me know January. I uh, no 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 no. Pretty no. big one don't, tonight. Don't you put words into my mouth. Magic, by don't the way, do second it. game of a back to back, so they might be a little worn down. I take them seriously as a good basketball team because they are a good basketball team. But NBA Finals, they're going to be adding Evan Mobley and Darius Garland to the mix. Air. And I'm glad you brought that up because at 8:20 after Daryl, I have something to get off my chest about that because they're, I'm hearing some things I don't like to hear from our media brethren. One final note. Lime life. Folks, Ohio State basketball is back. Oh, it is, is it? Lime and roll likes. Not the men's. Oh. Lime and likes. The women. Sold out crowd. Uh, Caitlin Clark was fantastic. Down goes Clark. And, uh, boy, down goes Clark in more ways than one because not only did they seal it in overtime with the big win in front of the sold out crowd, fans were paying like $500 to sit in the lower bowl. Unbelievable. But uh, she also literally went down on the floor. I watched the game. I watched the whole game. I think a lot of people saw the game. It was nationally televised. It was yep. on uh, NBC, right? Yep. Good game. Ohio State won. Uh, the, I got to tell you, the Sapruder film of this thing. You think she flopped? It kind of looks like a bit of a flop. I had to see multiple angles to figure this out. And it kind of didn't look as bad as I originally thought it was. It looks like a bit of a flop. Now, did she hit her nose on the head of the other girl who was running on the floor? Uh, that that girl looked oblivious. She had no yeah. no idea where she was going. She had her phone out. Well, some people very said that, dangerous. Some set people of said that Caitlin Clark ran into her on purpose. I don't think that that's true. I think she was trying to get out of there, and something happened. Kenny, how are we going to get tickets to the Final Four if Caitlin Clark and I were there? Because these are going to be the toughest tickets in town. We're just not going to be able to go. But I fear that you're right. It's better for sports if she's in the Final Four. She has to. They have to figure out a way. They have to rig this to make sure she gets to the Final Four. That's it. I don't know if you want to talk about sports and I have looked things. at the video. No nose was hit. Okay. Well. Look at how quickly you did that. It would have taken the NFL 20 minutes. I could see her trotting off the floor, running into it, and then being overcome by frustration. Frustrate. Didn't she score over 45 points yesterday? She did say the wind was not. How many points did she score yesterday? A lot. It was over 40. Okay. Not enough to beat the there, Lady Buckeyes. There's some stat where she has scored 45 points three times and they're 0-3. Yeah. Well, she's so frustration plays over. And I wonder if she's just going, these animals on the floor. <laughs> she was just upset. <laughs> Maybe there's a possibility there. I don't know. I'm not in her head. I have no idea. I could not believe what it seen. There were a lot of people that drove down from Cleveland. I had people texting me. They drove down from Cleveland to go to that. Uh, all because of Caitlin Clark. She scored 45. That was worth going. It was worth seeing. Daryl Ryder going to join us next 820. I do got something strong to say about our media, media brethren and what they're saying about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coming up next, Daryl Ryder. Will, will, almost said John Dorsey. Will Ken Dorsey accept being the offensive coordinator? And will he call plays if he is the offensive coordinator? Or will it be Jared Johnson or somebody else? And speaking of John Dorsey, um, I got to ask him his thoughts on Baker Mayfield's performance yesterday. Daryl Ryder coming up next on The Fan. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 